I don't wanna be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free, so you could hear the truth. Yeah, no. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is The Truth For Youth with Micah Murphy. What guys, it is December and you know what that means. That means Christmas is almost here. My favorite holiday by far. Uh, Probably many of you listening, that's probably your favorite too. I'm just assuming. Uh, I, I love Christmas. I really love Christmas. I love everything about it. The, the time with family and friends, and for us, it's traveling now to go see family, uh, presents, gifts, lights, the Christmas movies, just the Christmas spirit, the shopping. I, I honestly just enjoy all of it. I have some great memories of my childhood. Just, again, a lot of those memories I just mentioned, things like the shopping and the presents and the gifts and family and just traveling from from different family members' houses to the next and doing little Christmases or meals. Just a lot of great memories. And, of course, as a kid, you always look forward to being out of school for a little bit of time. That's always good. You know, so here we are. We're, we're in December, and we're fast approaching Christmas. Now, I will say that Christmas, well, partly I think because I'm getting older, I feel like Christmas always comes faster and faster, just like everything I feel like goes faster and faster as you get older. But for us, when we moved to, to South Florida about seven years ago, I remember our first Christmas. It was, it was really strange because we were not used to always having warm weather. You know, we grew up in Alabama, and I know Alabama's not up north by any means, but it still gets pretty darn cold, and there is snow occasionally in Alabama around Christmas time. Well, we get down here, and it's like 80 degrees, and it was so strange. Like, Christmas came so quick because we never got into cold weather, and so there wasn't like a little bit of buildup anticipation Next thing you know, we're stringing up Christmas lights, and it's like a couple weeks away from Christmas, and it was like, whoa, 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 this is is strange. It just doesn't feel like Christmas because we're sweating, Um, and that's kind of been the case ever since. It's just, it's honestly, it's strange being in South Florida when we're in the 70s and 80s, and and you're, you know, sweating in shorts and t-shirt, hanging up your Christmas lights. Now, Will, so we finally got a little cold weather come through, and so we have a little chilly weather, weather, so that helps get into the Christmas spirit. But again, for me, now Christmas comes, I feel like comes and goes quicker. But I remember as a kid, it seemed like Christmas took forever, like forever. I was, again, all the anticipation of of the joy, I guess, of Christmas morning and what did Santa bring, you know, and the gifts, you know, just the whole buildup. But I just remember it felt like it took forever and ever, and like this this long waiting. And so maybe some of you are still in that where you just keep waiting and waiting and waiting, and it seems like Christmas is never coming or, or the Christmas day is, is so far away. But that's what I want to talk about today is kind of that waiting and there's a word that goes along with that and, and the season that we're now entering into, and it's called Advent. Now, that's not really something that we celebrated or, or practiced growing up. Um, some denominations do it more than others, I guess, but 
what what Advent really is, is it is the celebration, the anticipation of the coming, the coming of Christ. And, and specifically, it was the birth of Christ. It... Um, and a lot of, it just basically means it's the coming right so it's the coming so if that's what if that's what advent is then for us it's the coming of what it's the coming of christmas it's the coming of the birth of jesus it's the coming of the savior and now typically advent is celebrated the four sundays leading up to christmas so so we're now into the advent season and so i wanted to talk about this today because really what advent is is learning how to wait. And if we look at the Old Testament and we look at the people in the Bible and how they were waiting on Jesus. But before we talk a little bit about that, there is a German theologian um, whose name is Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He's a pretty famous guy, but if you've never heard of him, he, he's a German uh, theologian that was in the 1930s and 40s. And here's a quote that he says about Advent. He says, celebrating Advent means learning how to wait. Waiting is an art which our impatient age has forgotten. We want to pluck the fruit before it has had time to ripen. Greedy eyes are soon disappointed when what they saw as luscious fruit is sour to the taste. In disappointment and disgust, they throw it away. The fruit that was full of promise rots on the ground. It is rejected without thanks by disappointed hands. Man, what, what a quote. That uh, I don't know if you've ever done that, or if you've ever just picked a fruit that you thought was ripe or that you thought was ready and then it turned out to be sour it wasn't ready yet even though it looked like it from the outside it, that that is this is a very interesting analogy when you think about even though you you may know it hasn't had time and, and it looks like it but you know okay it still really hasn't had time but it looks good it looks ready so i'm going to go ahead and try it anyways and then you pull the fruit and you bite into it, and you just can't eat it. I mean, it is so sour and, and just yuck. What do you do? Well, you can't put it back on the tree, so you, you throw it in the ground. I've done this many a times growing up on our farm. We had pears. We had apple trees, and many, many times I would grab a fruit thinking it was ready or because I wanted it to be ready, and you bite into it, and it's not. And what do I do with it? Well, I throw it away. Well, now we had horses and cows that loved to eat them, so technically they didn't go to waste. I would throw them to them, and, and they would eat them. They didn't really care, I guess. But for the most part, it, it is ruined. It's ruined to a human. You can't eat the sour fruit, and that is a waste. And, and it's kind of funny how he says, in disappointment and disgust, you throw it away. Like, you're disappointed. You're disgusted with it. You throw it away. And he words it like this, the fruit that was so full of promise. It has so much potential to be a great tasting apple or a pear in my case. And then it's just going to rot if I throw it on the ground. Because, I mean, there were times, obviously, it just, you know, it rotted on the ground. You know, bees would get into it or ants or something, and it just rotted. 
and it's wasted because of what? Because of my impatience, because I wasn't willing to wait. Now, this is what Dietrich was saying about Advent and how we are learning how to wait. Now, the Israelites, they were told that one day they would have a Messiah, that they would have a Savior. And they were actually told through the prophet Isaiah. And in Isaiah, uh, here's, here's a passage for you. It says, To that Isaiah replied, Listen, now descendants of King David, it's bad enough for you to wear out the patience of people. Do you have to wear out God's patience too? Well then, the Lord himself will give you a sign. A young woman who is pregnant will have a son and will name him Emmanuel. And then here's another uh, version. This is the, the Living Bible. It says, Then Isaiah said, Oh, house of David, you aren't satisfied to exhaust my patience, to exhaust the Lord's as well? All right, then, the Lord himself will choose a sign. A child shall be born to a virgin, and she shall call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. So here we have Isaiah prophesying about the coming Savior, the coming Messiah, whose birth would be through a virgin, the Virgin Mary, and be called Emmanuel, God with us. So it's, it's the prophecy of Jesus coming. Now, how long do you think these people had to wait for Jesus? A year? Six months? How about 10 years? 20 years? No, no, no. A little bit longer. 700 years years. And we complain about waiting a few months or weeks or days for Christmas. They were waiting 700 years for Christmas, the first Christmas, right? The birth of Jesus. That's a long wait. That's a lot of anticipation. And obviously a lot of those people never got to see that because they died, but still the people would carry on that tradition saying, hey, it's coming. 700 years. That's a long time to wait. But the wait was worth it, obviously, right? Now, the Israelites were very similar to us in the sense that, hey, we suck at waiting. Let's just, let's just call it like it is. We, we're no good at it. We don't like to wait. We don't like to have patience. We want things now. We want them the way we want them, right? Like we're constantly told in, in, in our society today, you can have things the way you want them and, and you can have things now. And of course, with technology and social media and, and just we can have everything so quick. So really our waiting and our patience is probably diminishing. But even back then, even back in the Old Testament, even back long time ago before Jesus, people were not patient. They didn't want to wait Many, many stories in the Bible are about God's people being impatient, not waiting. God telling them something, 
God promising them something, and then they decided they're tired of waiting, that they're ready for that blessing or that promise or whatever it is, and they're going to do it themselves. We have stories of Abraham, of Moses, of the Israelites not waiting on Moses and and building a golden calf to worship because they got tired of waiting for Moses to come down from Mount Sinai. We have multitude of stories where people just got too impatient and didn't want to wait on God. Now, you can probably guess how a lot of those turned out, even if you're not familiar with the stories. Yes, they usually didn't turn out the best. There was usually consequences. There was usually some heartache or heartbreak because of that. When if they would have just waited waited on God's timing, then things would have been so much better. But they bit into that sour fruit and ultimately disgusted, displeased, because it wasn't what they hoped for. It wasn't what they expected. We can learn so much. We can learn so much from the Bible. We can learn so much even just from others that have gone before us. Hopefully you've had friends or families or mentors or somebody that has shared lessons with you where they've made a mistake and hopefully you can learn from that mistake instead of doing it yourself. Now, I would love to say that I learned everything and got all this wisdom because I listened to stories from the Bible and I listened to people around me, but unfortunately I have gone out there and I've made my mistakes as well. I've been impatient with God as well. I've taken matters in my own hands as well. And it never works out as good. If I would have just been patient, waited on God, waited on his timing, I'm sure things would have been so much better. Now look, the ultimate book of wisdom is the book of Proverbs. And here's what Proverbs chapter 14, 29 says. Patience leads to abundant understanding, but impatience leads to stupid mistakes. (laughs) I can vouch for that. Yes, guys, patience leads to abundant understanding, but the impatience, right? When when you're not willing to be patient and you you just act quickly or hastily, a lot of times you're going to make stupid mistakes. Now, let's, let's bring this back to waiting on Jesus, waiting on Christmas, waiting on the Savior. Now, if we get to the New Testament, okay, the New Covenant, getting closer to where Jesus comes on the scene, we have in the book of Luke a guy named Simeon. And here's what it said about Simeon. At that time, there was a man named Simeon living in Jerusalem. He was a good, God-fearing man and was waiting for Israel to be saved. The Holy Spirit was with him and had assured him that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's promised Messiah. Led by the Spirit, Simeon went into the temple And when the parents brought the child Jesus into the temple to do for him what the law required, Simeon took 
the child in his arms, and he gave thanks to God. And he said, now, Lord, you have kept your promise, and you may let your servant go in peace. With my own eyes, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all the peoples, a light to reveal your will to the Gentiles and bring glory to your people, Israel. Now, Simon waited on God. Now, I don't know how long. We don't have a very detailed account of Simeon and, and, and his story and his journey and his faith. So we don't really know exactly what all Simeon did and how long he, he, he had to wait necessarily. And did he ever get impatient? Probably. Did he ever get anxious? Probably. But we do know that he waited and he waited expectantly. He believed God. God promised him this and he waited and he knew that one day it would happen. And sure enough, the day happened. And what did he get to do? He got to hold baby Jesus. Guys, could you imagine getting to hold baby Jesus? That's pretty stinking cool, man. Like, I would love that. Knowing you're sitting there holding it, baby Jesus. And you're like, man, this is, this is the Savior of the world. This is the Messiah that has been prophesied for over 700 years. This is it. This is God with us, Emmanuel. This is God in human form. How amazing would that be? And Simeon got to experience that. One of the few, right? He got to experience that. Now, I'm sure the waiting wasn't fun, just like for us. Waiting's not fun, right? We, we wait a lot. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, it's, it's just not fun. We get impatient over anything. It's, you know, we can send a text message and, and, and we get the little bubbles popping up showing where they're responding. And even then we're impatient, like, come on, hurry up, send it. Or if we don't see the bubbles, maybe we're impatient going, did they get my message? Are they ignoring me? We get impatient over Maybe movies buffering, our Netflix buffering, our, our Xbox or PlayStation game loading. You know, if you're in a battle, whether it be Call of Duty or Fortnite, and you're in the waiting room or you're having to wait for the battle, you know, usually we're not, we're not fond of it. We don't like the waiting. We want things immediately. And I'm sure Simeon was like, okay, I'm tired of waiting, God. It's been a long time. But how did he manage he managed because he focused on Jesus. He said, you know what? It's worth the wait because I'm focusing on Jesus, the coming Messiah, the advent, the coming. And he was blessed for it. So as we're waiting on Christmas, as we're waiting on, you know, maybe you maybe you have all sorts of things that you're excited for and you're waiting this Christmas season. Maybe you're excited just to be out of school for a few days. Maybe you're waiting on a certain gift that you've asked for. Maybe you're waiting on you know time with family or friends. But whatever you're waiting on, I challenge you to do this. As we're getting close to Christmas, wait patiently on God. Realize that waiting is a good thing. I want to actually read you another quote 
from uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Here's what he says. The greatest, the deepest, the most tender experiences in all the world demand patient waiting. <laughs> wow. That's, that's kind of twofold. That's, that's pretty deep, but it's also a little maybe disappointing if you're listening to this thinking, oh, man, that's no fun because I don't like to wait. But you're telling me the greatest, the deepest, the most tender experiences in all the world, they demand what? Patient waiting. You know, waiting. We're, we're just not always going to get things immediately. You know, I mean, it's, again, I'm into exercising and working out. And you're just not going to get your strength. You're not going to get the body. You're not going to get the endurance. Whatever it is, that's not going to come overnight. That's usually a long time of eating healthy, of exercising, of running, of lifting weights. And it, it's a very long process to get to that point. But it's worth waiting for. It's worth continuing to persevere towards, you know, waiting for your future spouse, staying pure. It's worth waiting, even though you may say, hey, I don't want to wait. I, you know, I have desires now. I understand. But all that is worth waiting for. The greatest, the deepest, the most tender experiences in all the world demand patient waiting. Guys, learn to love the process, <laughs> learn to love the waiting, knowing that good things come by waiting. Right? God is true to his promises. So whatever he's promised you or he's promised in the Bible, it's truth. You, you can have 100% confidence that it will happen. Now, it may not happen in your, your time frame that you would like, but God's timing is always perfect. It's always better. He knows what's best. So it comes down to that faith and that trust in Him. So guys, realize this Christmas season, as you're waiting for Christmas to come, and, and anytime you get eager and excited about Christmas, remember, it's worth waiting for. Stay focused on Jesus, and the wait will be worth it. And it'll let it be a reminder that God's timing is perfect. And it's good to wait on the Lord. We're going to do a part two on, on this Advent and this waiting again next week. So, guys, I hope you tune into the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you for your support. For those that have left reviews and then shared the podcast with others, I greatly appreciate that. Uh, please continue to do that. That really helps this podcast. That really means a lot, a lot, a lot to me. So I really do appreciate that, guys. Love you. Care about you. Uh, if you have questions or comments, remember my email is in the show notes, so you can you can check it out there. Hit me up with whatever you need. Um, just title it Truth For Youth Podcast. And I will see you guys in the next podcast. Have a great week. Bye-bye. I don't want to be just someone that's new. I speak my mind so free so you could hear the truth. Yeah.